Welcome to BrainStuff, a production of iHeartRadio. Hey, BrainStuff, Lauren Vogelbaum here. It's one of the most tired tropes in the land of television. A character gets bumped on the head or falls down the stairs and suddenly has amnesia. They can't recall who they are or what they used to do, which results in a whole set of complications often played for laughs. Just before the end of the episode, though, they get their memory back thanks to another blow to the head. It's so ingrained in our minds that it's no wonder that between 38 and 46% of Americans think that amnesia can be cured by a blow to the head. And this TV trope didn't come out of thin air. It was a plot device in numerous novels of the 19th century and believed by many doctors of the period. In an article published in the journal Neurology titled The Head Trauma Amnesia Cure, The Making of a Medical Myth, The author, one Mary Spears, an associate psychology professor at Drexel University, looks at where this belief originated. In the late 1700s and early 1800s, she writes, scientists thought that the two halves of the brain had the same function, much as the body has two lungs. French anatomist and physiologist François-Xavier Bichat proposed that a second blow to the head could restore the memory of someone who had a concussion. His reasoning was that since the two hemispheres of the brain needed to be in balance with each other in order to function, quote, that should explain these observations so frequently repeated of an accidental blow upon one side of the head having restored the intellectual functions which had long remained dormant in consequence of a blow received upon the other side. Spears said in a press release, from my reading of Bisha's work, it seems that he felt that the second trauma amnesia cure was a common occurrence and didn't need the citation of an individual case. This was not unusual at the time to forego evidence like that. Ironically, Bisha died of a head injury in 1802, but his theories lived on and other doctors expanded on them. In an 1844 book, a physician named Andrew Wiegan wrote of a case where a 16-year-old boy who had been rendered insensible by a blow to the head suddenly came out of his coma weeks later when the clatter from someone accidentally dropping fire tongs awoke him. Meanwhile, a second idea was also taking hold, that of memory permanence. Philosopher William James credits poet Samuel Taylor Coleridge with the notion that memories are forever etched in the brain. Coleridge used a well-known story of a woman whose ravings turned out to be forgotten memories to make his point. Although Coleridge was no scientist, Spears explained that he lived in a time when there were no, quote, hard and fast lines between scientific and popular writing. These ideas about amnesia have persisted long after Coleridge, Bichat, and Wiegand and become part of literature, movies, and television. By the mid-1800s, though, scientists were beginning to question these beliefs about amnesia. And today, we know that amnesia may be caused by things like a stroke or brain inflammation from an infection, a brain condition like Alzheimer's, seizures, or tumors. Blows to the head or concussions can cause confusion, but very rarely result in permanent loss of memory. And even among patients with amnesia, it's far more common to lose the ability to make more memories rather than completely forgetting who they are. There isn't any treatment for most types of amnesia. Patients are instead taught coping skills, like using smartphones to keep track of daily tasks. No, a second blow to the head will not fix the problem. 
Spears said, well, one of the issues we see in the persistence of this myth is that understanding how the brain forgets, recovers, and or loses information is a complicated matter that's still being studied by brain scientists. As individuals, we may have had the experience of a memory jog or a cue that reminds us of some long-forgotten memory. Because our own experiences serve as powerful evidence to us, this reinforces the myth that all memories are forever stored in the brain and only need some sort of jolt to come back. Interestingly, scientists say that the film Memento is one of the few to get amnesia right. The main character, who has anterograde amnesia, is unable to remember from one day to the next what he's done, and so must create elaborate memory aids. Today's episode was written by Katherine Whitburn and produced by Tyler Klang. For more on this and lots of other brainy topics, visit HowStuffWorks.com. BrainStuff is a production of iHeartRadio. For more podcasts from iHeartRadio, visit the iHeartRadio app. Apple Podcasts, or wherever you listen to your favorite shows. Hold up. 